It's another week and another dose of the scuttlebutt. Thanks, guys, for checking in. This week, we've got Mario, my landscaper, Grateful Dead aficionado, and happiness guru of enlightenment and wisdom. He's going to share tips on finding happiness. Also, Otis Key from the Harlem Globetrotters checks in, and he's going to share his insights on March Madness. We also have a couple ridiculous Ushanka topics. How do we apply daylight savings time, dinosaurs, and quarantine hygiene to small towns? Stay tuned. Figure it out. Also, Lauren Lilligren is in the studio. She's running for school board. So take some time to yourself and enjoy me talking at you. Sound good? All right. Let's do this. We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by Royal Pizza. Get a great pizza at a great price. Royal Pizza and by Larkin's Liquors. They are the oldest business in Medford. And by ParkStreetBooks.com. That's right. You want to get a book for your kid, maybe a puzzle, maybe a little box of owl puke to dissect when you get home. You can do that at ParkStreetBooks.com. That's right. And also by Mario's Lawn Care. Mario Apollity is my buddy. He's also my landscaper. He can be yours too. Give him a call. What's that number, Mike? 508 359 Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey there, Scuttlebuds. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Season 3, Episode 3 of the only podcast in the whole wide world called Small Town Scuttlebutt. My name is Rick Fink Jr. Across the table from me is Mike Page. We record our show every week from the Small Town Subterranean Studio, nestled in the northeast corner of my basement. I believe it's the Subterranean Scuttlebutt Studio. We release a new episode every Thursday, which is now downloading in 18 countries. That's mildly impressive. And the growing support is noted and greatly appreciated. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. How about you, Rick? Doing good. So normally, this is the part of the show where I also introduce our third co-host, Kathy Ferris. But for the third week in a row, she's MIA, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'd love to say I'm surprised, but after... Being snubbed last week so she could go to Olive Garden. Yeah. And the week before that, she was working on some Etsy shop, right? Or what was it? Oh, a subreddit group. Oh, yeah. About air fryers. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have two excuses this week. Let's listen to them. Oh. Hi, Rick. It's Kathy. I'm not going to be able to make it today. Uh, I spent all of last week taking uh, out my summer clothes, putting back my winter clothes, and now have to spend the rest of the day uh, rummaging through my bins of winter clothes to get something to wear and that seems like a lot of work so I'm not going to be able to make it tonight um, unless for some reason the temperature goes up about 40 more degrees bye initial reaction Mario's pantomiming the violin over there what do you think Mike well Mario and I were just talking right before we started recording about how cold it was today mm-hmm. um i spent four hours outside today despite the guy on the radio he said it's starting to warm up outside it's just gone up to one degree oh wow uh i w- i was able to do it kath it's not that far of a trek over here well we have another excuse that came in but it wasn't from kathy it was oh. her husband who i think is providing some cover hey guys i'm just calling in for kathy she's feeling under the weather and 
really by end of the weather. She is 100% Irish and she's been pre-gaming this week because St. Patrick's Day is essentially her South Boston spring break. And let's just pray that she doesn't make the news again because World Star's got enough videos. Bye. That that one sounds more like Yeah, it. that's you think that's the reality? That's the yeah. reality. Is it something we want to bring up with her? I don't know. It seems like something's going on. Is she mad at us? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she'd tell us if she was. I think she would just come back in like everything was great. Yeah, I don't think Kathy is capable of getting mad. I bet she's just really busy. Okay, so since Kathy's not here, uh, we have with us an esteemed advertiser, a great friend, and a previous guest, uh, Mario Apolity from Mario's Lawn Care. How you doing, Mario? I'm doing great, you guys. It's great to be back. And uh, Kathy, I hope things are going well and I can fill in for you. Mario, you're already making rookie mistakes. You're, you're bopping too too much in front of that microphone. That thing's got to be right in front of your mouth. Well, so we in defense you. to him, I don't know if you saw this, Rick, but he was actually... Um, bopping to the beat of Scarlet Begonias, and I'm pretty sure he was channeling the 98, the March 23rd, 1998 show. Where was that one? March 23rd, 1998, spring tour. New York, New York. <laughs> yeah. the That's right. And who played the accordion? Bruce Hornsby. That's right. If you uh, are new to the show, we had Mario on, I think it was like episode 11, season one, and we put him to task he claimed to be the world's greatest grateful dead fan and uh he proved it we asked him the most bizarre crazy hard obscure questions and answers rolled off his tongue like we were foolish like for even like asking the, like the morning dew is that a reference to a grateful dead song i wouldn't Walk even know in the morning dew. yes okay okay so mario what's going on pal good to have you here my lawn's looking nice getting ready to well let's not even talk let's not talk about mario as the landscaper let's talk about mario as like what the third or fourth generation medfielder? Yes, yes. Are we medfielders? Medfieldian? Yeah, you guys are. Medfieldites. What? Well, my my father was born here a okay. very very long time ago. Yeah, I was born here. My children were born here. Um, how many grandchildren? You have four. Only, I have seven. That's what I meant. And three were born here. Three were born here. So um. Kind of hard I, to be born in Medfield, Mario. When I went you don't through, have a hospital. I went through. Were these kids went, born in bathtubs in the they, in the bathroom? They were. They were. They were. Yes. Yes. We. Wow. Did all, that's old school. All home. All home births. Yes. Terrific. In the yes. swimming pool or in the well it, in the kitchen sink. I built. I I I did like a, I did like a koi pond tub for them. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Just want to get like in touch with nature. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to yeah. So I was able to use it when they were done. Yeah, and the um, yeah, the the birthing photos were just magical. Yeah, they the, were they were magical. Was yes. that a real swan in the background? It was a real swan. Wow, it was a real swan, goldfish, and uh, <laughs> yes, yes. The one great thing about you, Mario, is you're so freaking positive and happy and upbeat, and you have a motor and you are energized, and I want to tap into that because. One of the undercurrents on our show is the whole concept that people are are at wit's end with the pandemic and not being able to socialize or enjoy the creature comforts of life that we've uh, experienced our entire lives. So I wanted to bring you on as a gift to Medfield because I know you as one of the most positive influences in my life and I wanted to share that with people. So, could you tell us why are you so happy right now? I believe 
growing up in this town with the parents I had, the relatives, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, grandmother, mother, father, there was so much heart in my life. Yeah. So much happiness and so much heart. Was it perfect? No. But there was a lot of happiness. Growing up in this town, all the open space to do what you wanted to do as a child, the mm-hmm. sports, midfield, the fields we went in with Boy Scouts, with my father teaching me how to drive up at the state hospital in those back, back fields in his truck mm-hmm. where I teach my grandson now how to drive. Yeah. And it's I have so many, so many great memories and I had children very young, and I wanted to be positive for them. Yeah. I wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. wanted them to be happy. And then grandchildren, I was a grandfather at 42, and I wanted them to be smiley and happy. Sure. Plus, having a business, you want people to see you happy. Right, right. You yeah. hired me because you saw my smile across the street. I said, Mario, can you come over my house and smile? <laughs> you were across the street. I saw you doing a great job. We had just moved in. I saw the... The name and the number on the truck, you came over. It's been a great story ever since. It has been. It's been a great relationship. Wonderful family. You make me happy. Thank you for saying that about my family. You make me happy because every time you come by, it's just positivity. Yes. So share with us because Medfield is, is low right now. I think as far as morale goes, I think as far as unity, it's a very divided town. Everyone has an opinion and everyone needs to disagree on everything. Mike, go ahead. Well, hold on, Rick. Everything Mario just said about what a great town it is to grow up in and um, how all this open space, that's all thats all you ever read about on, on the Facebook group. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that rings true to the, you know, the usual posts that I see. Mario, could you imagine what Facebook would have done to Medfield 30, 40 years ago as you're, when you were growing up? I can. I can imagine a few things that would mostly be about schools. Mm-hmm. If this town has always been big, the school spirit, I, I, it's always been big about schools mm-hmm. and sports. Okay, so I didn't always make great decisions. I did embarrass my family a couple of times, but we got through that. Because I don't want to seem like I'm all rainbows and sunshine. Okay, so can you share one of those experiences? Uh... Give us a good one. Okay, my buddy fell asleep senior year in high school, car accident, and I broke my legs. I wasn't able to graduate. That's right. I was not able to graduate. I said, give us a fun story, so you're going to tell us how you didn't get to graduate. Yeah, I had a smile on my face as he started the story. My buddy fell asleep senior year, and I'm smiling, and then he was like, car accident. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Fun stories. (laughs) Well, let's back back up, Mario. I want to- um... We used to be able to hunt in midfield. No way. Hunt, Hunt for what? Deer. Yeah. Every hunt for deer, coyote. I got a turkey last week. Turkey? Yeah. Yes. I used School my zone, That was right? you guys. Yeah. That was a big, big thing in this town when everybody got together and there was no more hunting. Oh, I so, thought you meant <laughs> That was a big, big, big thing. What, hunting? Yes, when they had to vote on no hunting in Medfield. Where I grew up. Except for on the state property. Uh-huh. Where I grew up, the first day of hunting season, day off from school. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's amazing. A lot of these guys took their kids. Oh, that was, yes, yes. And I remember I was in fourth grade when I found that out. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. We don't have school tomorrow because hunting season starts? That's funny. And my teacher said, yeah. And I went, okay. This was a big it, hunting and trapping. Trapping in this town. Mm-hmm. My friend's dads did all, all the trapping. What would you trap? Really trapping. Beavers and muskrats? Raccoon, beaver, muskrat, mink. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mink. That was big. Mink. That was big. Mink was got the best pelt. 
Mm-hmm. Milk Mink was the nowadays. Uh, Fink's got the best, got the best pelt. Yeah, the best. Have you yeah, seen Mink him uh, standing on the jetty holding his shirt over his over mm. his head? Yeah, it's majestic. <laughs> yeah, trapping was trapping was big. I couldn't do it. I couldn't go trap an animal. Yeah. Let it just sit there in a trap. Yeah, it's weird. It's leg clamped in like a a jaw, like of metal. It's almost like a gnawing its leg off trying to escape. Or is that just the honey badger? It's like you're trying to outsmart the animal. So there's that. But then you don't even have to be there. It's like you outsmart the animal and then you leave and come back. It is, there is something weird about it. Well, you come back and you're like, idiot. We, as a town, need a pep talk. Okay, can you cheer us up? Why should we be happy like you? Well, your family, your health, mm-hmm. wonderful town. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, your investment in your home in Medfield is always a great investment to look forward to as you get older and your children get older and yeah, for college, and but I think the happiest we should be right now is that the children are going to be going back to school. Yeah, thank God. I think that's a big plus for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some kind of normalcy is on its way. It's on the horizon. Yep. We're right around the corner from it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We're turning the corner for that. I know in my family, for my, uh, my third daughter, this with four children, this was very tough. And it's nice to see that the state finally stepped in and did something that the school committee and the union could not, which was get the kids back to school. I saw one of my teachers at the bank, and I'm going to tell you something. She was one a of great... Your, one of your teachers from back in the day? One of my teachers from back in the day. How I, were you in that? school? Was she excited to see you, or was she it was, like, oh, oh she it's She was Mario. always happy to see me. She said, how are things going? How are all the grandchildren? I said, I, I, I think they need, need to get back to school. And she said, Mario... These children need to be in school. They need to be in school. There's really a new pandemic. It's the mental health of these kids. It's the achievement gap that has gotten so huge. And it's my fear that the incompetency that helped us arrive to where we are is the same leadership team that's going to help get us out. I don't trust them. Every time you come up with a positive, I come up with a negative. What else do you have? As a father of four... And a grandfather of seven. Spring's coming. The color's coming. The plants, the bushes, the trees, the ornamentals, Wait, the grass, the what, smells. What's your favorite plant? Burning bushes. My favorite plant, fall color. And then my spring, my favorite spring color is PJM Purple Rhododendron. You know what I hate about this time of the year is the pollen. First yes. week of June, yes. it's like yes. you just got the pool open, you just got your furniture out, you threw a barbecue, and then whack the Trees start having sex yeah, and yeah, pine trees are blowing all they over push. the place. Yes, yes. I yes. can't even breathe. Yes. It's, it's, what else? It's, why, why else should we be happy? Rick's pool's going to be open soon. No yes. one's coming. No, I'm not inviting half this town. I'd... Okay, so you have one more thing for us to be happy about that I'm going to shit on. Give me one more. Travel. We can start to travel soon. Oh, for crying out loud. Where va- am I going to travel? Go on vacation. Rick wants immediate answers. Yeah. Rick doesn't want to hear about what you can do soon. Rick wants today. Yeah, why should I be happy right now? He's a very immediate guy. Tell me because someday I can go travel. I can go travel. We can go out to eat. We can go out to eat at nice restaurants. I gotta wear a mask still. I don't know. Rick and I ordered out. Only walking in. Only walking in. And when you order...
Uh, let's bring in our next guest, a former center, six foot nine, two hundred and thirty-three pound Harlem Globetrotter, Mister OK Key, and an old buddy of mine. How are you doing, Otis? Doing good, boy. You say uh, you say two hundred and thirty some pounds. That seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, are you still there? <laughs> Uh, it, it, let's just say COVID has put a few on me. <laughs> how how is how is your health with regard to COVID? It's good. It's good. You know, I had it. I did beat it, but it was a struggle. Well, we wanted to get you on because March Madness tournament is coming up. I am at that point in my life during this quarantine, this COVID fiasco, where I'm looking for anything to cheer me up to <laughs> give me something to look forward to i did win a march madness bracket about 15 years ago so right. um, i'm looking um, humble brag yeah i'm looking to repeat otis let me just jump in here he said he did this 15 years ago <laughs> can he still say he's looking to repeat or has the statute of limitations passed on that well I, you know i always say once a once a champion always a champion okay. so you Thank know you. when you're number one you're always number one <laughs> That's right. You can't take me off this pedestal. <laughs> so we've got the West, the East, the South, the Midwest, 64 teams. What, two weeks of basketball? What What do we have in store for us? What's you your- know, I, if had, had Baylor not started slipping toward the end and Michigan, you know, not lost their best player in livers, I would have bet the, the field against Gonzaga. But now I think Gonzaga is just a clear-cut favorite. I think they're the absolute most complete best team in the tournament. And it's really theirs to lose, meaning, you know, if they can uh, go in each game and play as a number one, I, I just really don't see them being beat. Okay, so what about Duke? Certain schools stick out, and I they always seem to be in my Elite Eight. And I'm just flipping through here. Uh, Florida comes to mind. Let's see, Michigan uh, comes Rick, to mind. can I point out that Duke and your Elite Eight they're not even on. They're not even. In the, they're not even in this field of sixty-four this year. What? How did yeah, that? Yeah, Otis, yeah. How, Otis, how did that happen? Well, they just weren't very good this year. You know, they, uh, they like Kentucky. You know, they just uh, the kids came in and just did not live up. You know, to the hype. A lot of struggles. I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the quarantining and COVID and starting late. But you know, once they hit the floor, the other team had been dealing with the same thing, and they just weren't very good. Well, this sucks because I had Duke and Kentucky going at it in the finals. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, that would have been a nice scenario. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a repeat. Rick's <laughs> going right. for that. Yeah. Otis, I have a question for you. So I stopped caring about college basketball a long time ago, and it was the day I enrolled at Penn State because Penn State's team is just – there's not a whole lot going for them right now. What's a school that I can root for where I don't ha- actively have to care about the school and I can still feel good about being a Penn State Nittany Lion? I would say Gonzaga. I mean, they're all the way over in Spokane. And, you know, how many times has Coach View had a good team and only to be derailed in the Sweet 16 or in an Elite Eight? So I'm really rooting for him to get to a Final Four to get to the National Championship game and, and have an opportunity to win it. All right. I, I can get behind that. Otis, this is Mario. What's going on? Otis, my friend, let me ask you, please, who is in your final four? I have Gonzaga out the West. I actually have Houston. I'm still looking for that dark horse. Oklahoma State's playing well. Illinois, uh, if I had to pick another one, I'm going, I would go with Illinois. Yeah, I uh, They're Illinois playing phenomenal. And then, <clears throat> you know, that last one really is a toss-up. I really think it's going to end up being a – um, 
kind of an underdog team, almost like you're a Loyola Marymount from a couple of years ago. Otis, I have a, a two Harlem Globetrotter questions for you. One, uh-huh. do you ever just stop and feel bad for the losers on the generals? No, never. <laughs> really? Never. Have you? Uh, and then my other question. When you uh, when you're playing basketball, are you actively whistling "Sweet Georgia Brown"? <laughs> I'm telling you, that song never goes out of your head. It, it, it's hiding in the back of your mind, just subconsciously. Yeah. You you just can't get rid of it. Your move was a half court shot over the shoulder. Was that? Yes. Can you still pull that off? Nine times. Not out. as far. <laughs> oh, he would stand on the on the side of the court at the half line at the half yeah. court. And look over his what left shoulder, and just mm-hmm. throw that ball with a spin over his shoulder. I was gonna say, is it the rotation of yeah. it? That's the. I, I don't know. Like, how do you nail that? But Shaq can't hit, you know, a, a free throw. <laughs> a lot of practice. A lot of practice. You know, we, I went one week in Australia where I didn't miss it. That's amazing. What is your plan B when you did miss it? How did you appease the audience that was expecting Otis, Mr. OK, to sink that bucket from half court because that's why he's on the team and he doesn't do it? What happens then? I'd blame it on a fan in the front row. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. There you go. It's always those front row fans. We're going to have to let you go soon, but I just want to reminisce for a second. Do you remember the time you hung out in the Boston area for a weekend and you left a voicemail message? Uh, You were hanging out at Antoine Walker's house, who was on the Celtics at the time, and you invited me down. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I don't know if I ever told you this, but you well, you called me that following Monday asking me why I ghosted you and never got in touch with you. (laughs) The reality is my girlfriend at the time heard the voicemail heard a message from a guy named O wanting to go hang out at Twan's house she immediately I <laughs> assumed it was a prank fo- a prank call or the wrong call and my opportunity to go hang out with a Boston Celtic you know superstar and my buddy is flew out the window what did I miss that weekend a lot of car playing a lot of dominoes a lot of cracking jokes on each other you know it was a good time good food Really good food. That's a boring answer. You guys are ballers. You were supposed to hear about like going out to the clubs and stuff. Isn't that what I was missing? You just played dominoes and nah. Yeah, just dominoes, poker. Last time you were on, Mike asked about uh what would happen. Like what nicknames would Mike and I get if we somehow right. tried out for the Harlem Globe Trotters and made it? And you gave me the nickname, Mr. Finesse. But you didn't have one for Mike, unfortunately. So yeah. So you said that it's something you'd work on, and it's been a while. Yes. What have you come up with? Do you have a nickname I, I, for Mike? I am, I am still working on it. What? Oh. How, much yeah. time, how much time do you think you'll need on this? <laughs> I, you know, you know th- those are important because they stick with you. Yeah, you know, I know. They, they, That's... Yeah, they, they never go away. So you want it to be... A, the right one and a good one. And it has to be earned, Mike. Yeah. Okay. You have one for Mario? Yeah. How would yeah, you have one for ma- What do you mean, yeah? The man. Mario the Just man. Thank you, Otis. Yeah. The yeah. man. Thank you, my friend. So we got Mario the man, Apollody, Rick, Mr. Finesse Fink, and Mike Page. Otis, so glad to hear from you. Your women's basketball team is doing well. I'm glad you got your health back from COVID. And good luck to your uh, your basketball bracket here. I can't wait to see how your bracket and my bracket <laughs> sync up. I'm telling you, I, I, hope, I hope that first day is kind to me. That first weekend, I usually got red marks going everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the worst one. So many upsets. 
All right, Otis, thanks a lot. We'll catch you later. All right, good talking to you. All right, bye-bye. Thank you. All right, so that's Otis Key. He's the man. We're all going to cash in on our March Madness brackets this year. I thought Mario was the man. Oh, yeah, Mario the man, Apology. Otis I'm, is just Mr. Okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I got a lot of finesse, and you're just generic Mike. Generic Mike, would you like to introduce our next segment? All right, up next, we've got the Ushanka. Rick is going to pull some topics out of his Russian hat. The first one is daylight savings time. Every single year, we have the discussion about daylight savings time. Do we keep it? Do we get rid of it? Mario Polity. Mario the man. Wait, Are you- so every year we have the discussion, so you want to have the discussion again? Mario, what do you think of daylight savings? Daylight savings time is fine with me. I do think it affects a lot of children and a lot of families. And the younger the child is. I saw an ad that um, someone put up for their pets. Feeding time doesn't change for us. So don't forget about the pets. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Fufu was an hour off. Like, yeah. so what? I was going to jump in with, with the after-school program when, we, yeah. when we'd be sending kids across, you know, from, from the school into the after-school building. Mm-hmm. If they're coming back from the gym or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, it's dark out when it when it wasn't yesterday. Right. right. And yes, fall. You, you're sending a kid across, and you've got a kid mm. that thinks that their parent forgot about them because they're never here this late. Right. And it's like, no, 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 relax. Everything's cool. It's it's only 5 o'clock, and, you, you know, the kid is terrified because, oh, my God, it's dark out, and where's my where's my mom? But, wait, 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 Mike, you don't let that ride for just a little bit? But for a young kid, there's, like, zero concept of why is it why is it dark out right now. Yeah, and when the kid's like, where's my mommy? You don't say something like, I don't know. She should be here. You don't, yes. Yeah. Get the yeah. kid into a big piling heap of <laughs> depression and sorrow and tears, and then just be like, oh, "Get up, you pansy!" I was kidding. Wow. I'm a fan of daylight savings time. My wife was complaining about it the other day. I'm like, "You got to be kidding me! Look out! Look outside! It's seven o'clock p.m. and there's sun. We've been living in New England in a cold, dark." Five hours of daylight. I don't know that anybody minds the springing forward. It's it's the problem is that in the fall you fell back, so now you have to spring forward. Let's just keep it this year round. You know what? That's what my wife was saying. When she brings logic to the conversation, I just bow out. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, well, I get it. There's gotta be there's gotta least, be a good reason. At least you know. Rick's been, Rick's been bowing out when you bring logic logic to the conversation. Yeah. For- Many moons and many suns. Exactly. But that's why I try to be such a good And many daylight savings times. Yes. I try to learn. I listen. Now, Mario. He just said he tries to learn and listen, which is not really true. Moving on. Good call. Good call. Okay, this one is mine. I wrote down dinosaurs. Now, the show is called Small Town Scuttlebutt. What are you talking about dinosaurs for, Rick? I'll tell you why. Because there why are you're... kids in small towns, and every kid loves dinosaurs. And if you are a 44-year-old mom or dad, and you're getting reacquainted with dinosaur uh, history, you're going to be wowed at the new advances and findings. For example, did you know that there is no such thing as the brontosaurus? Yes. When I heard that, when my son says, Daddy, there's no such thing as a brontosaurus, I said, what are you talking about? Brontosaurus is the biggest dinosaur in the world. He says, no, it's not. It's the apatosaurus. I'm like, the apato, what? Apparently, they found a brontosaurus or an apatosaurus. Many years later, they find a dinosaur hasn't been identified before. They call it the brontosaurus. Years later, they corroborate data and information. They realize it's the same thing. The brontosaurus 
is the apatosaurus. It's not its own thing. It was just, it was already discovered. This blew my mind because my whole entire life, up until age 41. Flintstones. Yeah, the Brontosaurus burger. Bingo. Right? Yes. It wasn't the Apatosaurus burger. It was the Brontosaurus burger. No one wants to eat a, a, a free-range, you know, organic Apatosaurus right. burger. You want a Bronto burger. Yeah. 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 Name brand. Asked if, if we knew this You want the kind of Brontosaurus burger or ribs that are going to, like, literally tilt your, your car over yeah. right. on yep. its side. Yep. Favorite cartoon car. What is it? What What's the best cartoon car out oh, there? Oh, the Jetsons. Yeah. Ace and Gary's ambiguously gay duo. Um, Brilliant. Car. Yeah. Looks like a boner. <laughs> What's your stance on dinosaurs, Mario? I am so happy about dinosaurs. My soon-to-be five-year-old grandson, I play with him with the dinosaurs. It's a mm-hmm. really big thing. So what I'm hearing here, Mario, is dinosaurs are bringing generations of family members together. Yes. Old-school Mario, new kid, grandson, what do you yes. have in common? Racetrack, dinosaurs, all games, yeah. fun, learning, educational. Yeah, it's like this little kid. Do you kid- have slot cars? Yes. When can I come over? Launch slot. Yes, we. He's, yes. He's, uh, my when, grandson builds tracks that amazes me. Yeah, but you're skipping over the question. When can I come over to play with your slot cars? You really can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Where do you stand on dinosaurs? You're with kids all the time. You probably are sick of these reptiles. Uh, no, I've always been into dinosaurs, but what's upsetting to me is that working with kids. So you asked if we knew that there was no such thing as a brontosaurus, and I immediately said yes. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, the only reason I know that is because I work with kids, and much like Charlie, some kids somewhere along the way said, there's no such thing as a brontosaurus. And I said, you, sir, are wrong. Mm -hmm. And then he promptly schooled me on what an idiot I am because he watched Dino Train or whatever that show is, uh, and he knows more about them than I do. And it it was one of those moments where you're put in your place, Mm -hmm. and it hurt. The other thing about dinosaurs that blew my mind, do you know... Dinosaur times, those uh, winged reptiles that flew in the sky, uh-huh. they're pterosaurs. They're not dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs are on terra firma. They walk on land. Mm. That is a dinosaur. If it flies, it's a pterosaur, not a dinosaur. And if it swims, it's called something completely else, and my son's not here to Today's me. episode is brought to you by Charlie. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie, Charlie would tell us what a... Uh, Pterodactyl eggs. Hey, Charlie, what do you call those dinosaurs that swim that aren't really dinosaurs? I'll get the answer. We'll put it in. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so I also had um, a Facebook memory pop up yesterday uh, since you bring this up. And it was a quote from a kid six years ago. And it said, I'm so mad they don't exist anymore. People ruin everything. And that was a kid talking about Megalodon. So, <laughs> ah, that's that a kid, badass shark. That kid nailed it. You know what's amazing about that shark's extinction, which my son taught me about, is what killed it was its massive size and its voracious appetite. Yeah. Like, that thing, to keep up, its calorie intake per day was, I mean, talk about having nothing else to do but eat. Okay, so. Did you know that a blue whale's anus stretches to nine feet when yes. it excretes? Mm. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that the kid across the street, when he uses our pool and they like play like, you know, games in the yeah. pool? Yeah. He always pretends he's a sperm whale. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say like, he urinates in the pool. No, no. They always like, okay, I'm a killer whale. Okay, I'm a I'm a shark. I'm a great white. I'm a mako. All the kids take on a thing, and then the kid takes on sperm whale now, all the time. Does he and say I, it and move on, or does he snicker about it? No, he has no idea. Okay. As far as he's concerned, playing sperm whale in my pool means diving deep for the squid. It's going to be funny in a couple of years when I'll be like, yeah. Remember when you'd swim around my pool acting like a sperm whale? Yeah, yeah. Will. yeah. Don't think I forgot that, pal. All right, I think we put a fork at the dinosaurs. Let's move on to our last Ushanka topic. This looks like generic Mike's um, handwriting. Quarantine hygiene. And judging from Mike's appearance tonight, I'm going to let him speak for himself first. What do you want to say about hygiene during the quarantine, Michael? Well, what do you mean based on my appearance today? You just look exceptionally casual. Yeah, well, it was cold out today, so I'm wearing a hoodie. Um, yeah, no, I, I, Allie and I have had a number of arguments recently about whether or not I should go walk the dogs in sweatpants. So anytime we're going to leave the house, I will if I'm, if I'm wearing sweats or pajama pants, whatever, I will always put on jeans to go walk the dogs, which she thinks is insane. However, my, my mom... My entire childhood, my mom would rail. Anytime we saw somebody at the grocery store in sweatpants or whatever, my mom would say how little that person cared about their appearance. That is so embedded in, in my brain yeah. that if I'm going to walk the dog in, in my own neighborhood, I will put on jeans. My parents had the same approach. Go to school in school clothes. You play with your friends in your street clothes. Comb your hair. You know, have self-respect. And now I'm finding myself doing the thing that I swore I would never, ever, ever do. Whenever I drive by a bus stop in the morning and seeing a parent in pajama pants yep. or slippers. And, and they're doing the best they can. Still, when you see it, sometimes you go, eh, you could try a little <laughs> No, no, no. I don't think you are doing the best you can. It's 8.30 for crying out loud. Well, I was giving them the benefit Put of the doubt. Put some pants on well you don't You're, know if they work nights rick they might work nights and well that's they're a, trying they're trying to trying to hold it all together and they got a night job and the, the mother's a night nurse or the father's a, a night watchman or a cop or a fireman or a yeah. security guard or a prison guard or mario landscaping it's filthy yes it's quarantine. Yes, How especially things- especially with the backpack blowers. It gets the oh, wind. Yeah. You're blowing. The wind goes, and it's all over you. But I am a two-shower-a-day guy. I mean, what's Mario's take on manscaping? My take on manscaping. Well, if you guys hadn't noticed, I am probably the hairiest man you will ever meet in your life. Well, I am the silverback gorilla on the beach, and no. I don't care who makes fun of me. Yeah. I don't care. You know, when he came in here, I thought that was a sweater, but you're here shirtless. Yes, I I, I don't care, but yes, yes, I I, I am one hairy Italian man. So that is not alpaca wool. All right, I think we're done with the Ashanka topics. Should we go do do some commercials for our sponsors and then come back and uh, talk to Lauren Lilligren and get out of here? I think so. Let's do it. Getting past my bedtime. Okay. It's time to talk about our favorite businesses in town, and those are the ones that give us their money. First one, let's do Park Street Books. Dot com. Parkstreetbooks.com is a 
great place to go for everything you need for your kid in terms of books, toys, learning tools, pottery, so much more. Jim James, owner of ParkStreetBooks.com, can get you any book in the world. Jim James can get you that book in a matter of days. All you need to do is get in touch with them at ParkStreetBooks.com. Also, and I'm very stressed out because he's right here in the studio. We're also sponsored by Mario's Lawn Care. Mario's Lawn Care is owned by the man, Mario Apolity. You're the best landscaper, Mario. I love you. You're a handsome gentleman. My lawn looks great. Thank you, Rick. Strive for compliments. We strive for dependability. And we strive for customer appreciation. Well, how could you not be appreciated because you bring a level of service that is insanely above and beyond anyway anything else you want to say mario how about your phone number i never remember it because i i just you're on speed dial 508-359-8016 mario's lawn care medfield zone okay we're back we have lauren lilligren she's running for school board let's learn a little bit about her lauren how are you doing it seems like uh the campaign trail is a pretty rough gauntlet it's it's a lot. Uh, it's it's been exciting, right? We've met a lot of people. I've been I was on TV for my first time ever. The lights are extraordinarily bright. I'm taping now my first ever podcast. Uh, my good friend Mario, uh, who does my landscaping, invited me. So it's been quite a ride. Yeah, what a small town. That was kind of interesting. So Mario mows your Mario is your landscaper too. Mario does a whole lot more than Mulan. So Mario has has. Oh, made, do you, Mario? Yeah, I most certainly do. In, does Does your husband know this? What's going on? What he do you does, do? and okay. and Mario is is the best thing ever. So I have some gorgeous gardens out back, and Mario has done a really nice job. And I, I understand there's a lot of innuendo there. I I mean it in the, in a literal sense. There are a lot of gardens out back, and and Mario's done a terrific job, kind of bringing them back to life. So. That is wonderful. Trellises, gardens, electrical. <laughs> Trellises, lighting, lighting, it was lighting. Yep, uh, in irrigation, a lot. I, I, and I get, I, I understand where this can quickly go, but it, it's literally yeah. landscaping. Tell us your story. You're running for school committee. What's in it for you? Why would you do this? You don't get paid. It's a three-year commitment. It's a time suck, and you're not going to make everybody happy. The people you make happy will just be silent. They'll go about their business. The people you're not making happy are going to be in your face quite a bit. Why would you do this to yourself? I never thought school would close in America, Rick. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's been a shock to me, and I, I spent I've spent the last year or so researching it and trying to trying to understand how we got here, right? And I everybody I joke all the time, right? Strip clubs are open, casinos are open, mm-hmm. can't can't send your kid to public school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm running because when the movie comes out about the year that we threw America's children into a garbage fire, yeah, I would like to say you know, win or lose that I I didn't sit by and do nothing. So um, did you have something you want to say? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, Rick, did you have something you wanted to say? <laughs> Maya, did you have something you wanted to I say? I most certainly do have oh, something I wanted I'm to say. I'm glad someone had something, because I, I just hit a blank there. Go ahead. In my time in Medfield, all my life, when everybody was running for selectmen and boards and committees and this, I have this education, well, what other education do you need when it has to do with children in schools besides being a parent or a grandparent? That's the best education there is. Well, that's an interesting point. That's why historically I've been known as a poor educator. I don't have kids. <laughs> well, so Mari, what I say to people is, no, I, I have a tremendous background in education. I'm a consumer. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a consumer of education, go. my own education and my kids' education. Right. Uh, and so I, I say, I say, people of Medfield, you're welcome. I have no background in education. I'm here only with the voice of, of a parent um, and children who have suffered over this past year. So for someone like me, like I don't have kids. So I have no kids in the school system. What does it matter for somebody that doesn't have kids? What What does it matter who's on the school board? So, well, first, I what I would say is this is America, right? I mean, that's what makes America America. What makes a developed nation a developed nation is that we educate our children, right? We have a free and appropriate public education for all. So you should care because it's the right thing to do and we should all care. Um, but if you live in a town like Medfield that – the school performance has a whole lot to do with with real estate values, um, and, and that's why you should care, right? I mean, we we've historically had high achieving schools, and you should certainly want to want to see that continue. What do you have to do? What is the expectation? What is your function? The function of the school committee is maintaining and creating policy for the district, mm-hmm. hiring and managing the superintendent of the district, mm-hmm. as well as a few other key positions. And approving the budget. Okay, it's pretty limited. Um, I, I mean, the scope the scope is not is not large, but the influence is um, is very large. So it's only a your job only applies to those three things. I, I mean, there I, are some other, so there's auxiliary tasks like hiring the legal counsel associated with the school district. Right, they're, they're responsible for for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and obviously managing communication with the district, right? Having having good good communication between the community and the and the school committee. But but policy, budget, superintendent, mm-hmm. those are the big ones. Okay, so you're upset that schools closed, but they're going back. So aren't we just? Aren't we just? Aren't I we mean, just? Aren't like? Aren't we just? Do you, do you still feel like you need to run? I do. I do feel like I need to run. I think um, I, you know, it never occurred to me that we could not have school. In the United States, in Massachusetts, I mean, this is the best state in the country, mm-hmm. um, and Medfield is one of the best towns in the best state in the best country. And it never occurred to me that this could happen. Uh, and I certainly want to be in a position to help for it to never happen again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what would you have done if you held the position of the person you're opposing over the past three years? Well, for the last three years, actually for the last seven years, but for the last three years as well, uh, there's never been a vote on our school committee that wasn't unanimous. And I just, I take a second with that, right? I, I mean, there's four people sitting here at the table. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't agree on everything. What's your favorite I color? I rarely agree with Rick. What's your favorite color? Purple. No, blue. See, we don't agree. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's. But I agree with Mike that we never agree. Can you defend your choice of purple? Royalty. Mm-hmm. Oh. Phoenicians. And I'm a girl. Yeah. See, I think Northwestern University. I don't. So. Flowers. Purple. Grimace just popped into my head. <laughs> Barney. Oh. Uh, <laughs> two strikes. And two your strikes. favorite Teletubby. Sorry, mm-hmm. Lauren. No problem. Um, Lauren, so, where were we? Go ahead. So there's <laughs> never been, there ha- not never, there hasn't been a unanimous vote. I'm um, sorry. There hasn't been a contested vote in seven years mm-hmm. so that's weird right like I, I don't quite know how that happens well, but okay. so I can't let that just go without so how often are they voting is this regular votes every meeting like we're talking hundreds of votes here. yeah we're talking hundreds of votes and not once 
Not once. Come on. A few abstentions here and there, uh, but no contested votes. And then, now, I have not been incredibly involved, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. for the last year and a half or so, I've watched every school committee meeting and most of the workshops pretty carefully. Mm-hmm. And I just, they don't even seem to disagree. Um, they don't really debate the decisions. It feels like, uh, you know, I hate to use the cliche or rubber stamp, but it feels yeah. like that. Yeah. It feels like... Dr. Marsden comes with a proposal and, you know, maybe there's a couple of questions, but it definitely feels to me like the 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 vote is a foregone conclusion. Um, and I, I mean, I walk away from those meetings, especially some of the these, uh, you know, when, when we found out our kids were going to go to school two days a week yeah. and that two days out of the week, there was going to be very little to no teacher interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that meeting, like, I how did how did our school committee members not have like five thousand follow up questions for the superintendent? Yeah. And I, I feel like my elected officials should be asking those on my behalf. It's an interesting point because with thirteen thousand people in Medfield, you just said four of us. We can't even agree. This town's really really divided right now. There's no dissent. Where's Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this board? I guess that's you. I would never claim to to represent the uh, the honorable Justice Ginsburg, but. Um, I, I would like to represent the parents and the children. I mean, okay. everybody I know, I, I don't know anybody who isn't saying we should have been back. Well, we should have been back in November, right? We should have had live streaming all along. Mm-hmm. Other towns had live streaming. Why didn't we? Kindergarten should have been back long ago. Um, you know, what's going to happen in the fall? Are we going to be back to, I'm using air quotes here, normal? Um, that's the, Those are the people that I talk to. And yeah. I don't think those people are on the school committee today. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be team team Lauren um, acting as one body and collaborating with the school board um, that exists today and to try to represent the people and children of of Medfield. So is team Lauren basically playing devil's advocate when everybody's in lockstep, or is team Lauren, you know, being a stick in the spokes? Like how you know what's the I, well, what's I, the vision? I guess. I, I mean, I think the vision is that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna hear what is presented by our superintendent and hear his plans, and I'm gonna respond, as you know, as I see fit with with questions and and with the logic that I apply to my real life today. Mm-hmm. Will you be disappointed if the first thing Dr. Marsden presents, if you're on the school board, you totally agree with? Will you be like, oh, God. Uh, no, I, I, no. I, in fact, yeah. I expect I expect a lot of times that will be the case. I think Dr. Marsden is, is, is competent and qualified for the position that he has, and a lot of his ideas are good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I certainly will have questions. Sure. Right? I, I mean, fair. I think it's my my duty. I think it is it is the school committee's duty to the town. All I'm going to do is, is ask what I'd want to know as a parent with kids in the school, right? What's going to, what's in it for me? What's going to happen to my kid? What's going to happen to my neighbor's kid? What's going to, mm-hmm. what's the result going to be? And I think as a citizen, my expectation has been that my elected officials would ask those questions on my behalf so I could hear the answers. And they're not doing that. So I'm going to do that. Okay, Lauren, as you talk about I'm going to get in and I'm going to shake things up and ask the questions that aren't getting asked, how do you see yourself working with the other committee members? I think there's a lot of opportunities to communicate better with the community, and I have a lot of you know, analytical and documentation skills to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, I've read all of our policies front to back. i got to believe most of them are outdated. And I hear from a lot of folks, hey, I, you know, I, I can't find the curriculum. I can't find the policy on this. You know, I, I'd like to be able to to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to email somebody and have them send me a response privately. I want, I want to be able to find the contract. I want to be able to find everything I need out there. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that'll be, I think what I'll offer up 
first is, you know, let's get our documentation house in order. Qualifications. The knock on you is you are not a teacher. You are not an administrator. You don't sell sell school software. None of that. What skills are you going to bring to the table? So I've spent the last 20 years working in employee benefits administration. I have deep knowledge of labor law, federal and state, Mm -hmm. um, employee benefits, compensation. And, you know, my background is is analyst and project management. So documentation, communication with stakeholders. That is that is my line of work. And that is is what's needed here, right? We have folks on the school committee who represent the education industry, mm-hmm. right? We have yes. we have those interests covered. What we don't have is somebody with a straight up no education corporate background. Um, so I bring I bring that to the table. Okay. Uh, and and I would say you know personally I also have a better than the average bear knowledge of special education law and procedure, mm-hmm. um, which you know comes up more often than you might think. I find that bears know very little about it. <laughs> Yeah. Better than the average bear. So this time I will speak in generalizations. Bears know very little about human policy. That's right. So my my husband's last name is Bear. Does he know very little as well? No, he knows lots. And I was like, no, they they, they know bears know lots. He's He's definitely a better than average bear. So let's say we could go back in our way back machine, three years. Okay. And. Instead of the incumbent who's running for re-election holding that seat, it was you. What would you have done differently? And again, we've gone back three years in our Wayback Machine, so you don't have the benefit of hindsight. Yes. How would you... That's a good... That's fair, yeah. So what would you do differently than the guy you're running against? So there's something called an open meeting law, and that means that a meeting of a public body should be held in public. And the law is more complicated than that, but not impossible, right? Selectmen have to adhere to it. Uh, The Board of Health adheres to it. Every other town has the same law they're required to follow. Mm -hmm. And in Medfield, in the year 2020, we had, I think, nine complaints and six determinations. So that means the Attorney General's office found six determinations of open meeting law violations. Right. There haven't been any complaints that or determinations for the Board of Health, for the Board of Selectmen, for the Warrant Committee, and none for Westwood, none for Medway, Millis, Norwood, Dedham, none. That's not good, is it, Lauren? It doesn't seem good. Well, can I say something in defense of the school committee? Some of these uh, infractions are on par with jaywalking. They are. I would agree. This is the law. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going 45 in a 40 mile an hour zone and you get a ticket, it isn't the police's fault. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say what I would have done differently first is I would comply with the law. I have a background in compliance. It's, you know, I've spent the last nine months, you know, reading these things and trying to root through how we got here. So um, I would comply. And then the, the, the second really big thing is I think it's it's pretty well documented that the contract we signed with the Medfield Teachers Association was not advantageous to the people or the children of Medfield. And I, I certainly would have hopefully, you know, negotiated a better deal. Um, but, but barring my inability to negotiate a better deal, I would have voted no to a contract that essentially abdicated our right to manage the district. Lauren, my understanding is you don't currently have kids in Medfield School District. Is that correct? That is correct. 
So I get this question a lot. So my 12-year-old son started school. He's always gone to public school, and I live across the street from the high school, fully intended. He'd go to Blake this year. Mm -hmm. And he did go to Blake. He started in September, and he made it through November 2nd. Uh, But he couldn't do it, right? He couldn't do asynchronous learning. He couldn't do hybrid. He couldn't motivate himself independently. And we had a tutor that tried to help him, and I called the superintendent, and I called the school committee, and I called the principal, and I called his teachers. And he had an IEP, and he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so St. Catharines had a spot, and he could go there, and so I sent him. And I would absolutely do it again. And and the challenge here is that my kids are okay because – I had the money to solve the problem if they weren't okay. And a lot of people's kids did okay with hybrid learning. This situation of the school closures across the United States in Massachusetts and in Medfield is like many other crises in that it screws over poor families and poor children. And so I continue to fight against this. I continue to say, let's bring this into the light. Let's add transparency. Let's diversify the school committee. for other people's kids. And when full-time in-person learning is available in Medfield, assuming I haven't already signed up for the following year at the private school that, of course, is busting at the seams now and wants to make sure they have their enrollment secure for next year, mm-hmm. my my kids will be back. But, uh, you know, I'm running now with no kids in the school district because I think this matters to all of us. I want my daughter to have a great school to go to. I want my son to have a good school to come back to. I want your kids to have an excellent school to go to. And so I am running for school committee at great personal expense and great personal effort because when the movie comes out, I really want to be able to say I did something. Yeah. Who are you casting great. to play you? It's uh, obviously going to be Renee Zellweger. She, yeah, yes. it is. Uh, yep. You are a Renee Zellweger. You are Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Uh, but yep. Bridget Jones with the 30 pounds pre-plastic surgery. <laughs> can you make this? Now, squ- is that who you, you ma- want to play you? or you're just? Can, can you make this squinchy face? Oh, that's her. Yeah. There I think is. you're going to need to suck on a few more lemons before oh, you yeah. have her look uh, right. Oh, that's true. How do you feel the campaign or the whole race is going? I've talked a lot about about Jack and why I took him out and how, you know, I'm I'm running because I took him out. I Mm -hmm. want my kids to have a school to go to. Um, And I'm happy to talk about it. I've talked to him about how, you know, I've spoken about it. But me talking about it isn't quite the same as opening it up for public dissemination among strangers on the Internet. Yeah. Do you feel violated in the fact that you are responding to complete strangers about a personal parental choice you made? To answer your question, no. I've never been involved in politics before. I've never run for anything before. I, I you know, I've, I've volunteered in town, but I've never taken on a leadership role. Yep. And I never expected this. I mean, at the end of the day, um, if I'm if I'm fortunate enough to earn the votes of the people of Medfield, what I will have won is an unpaid part-time job for which I am supremely qualified. Well, I've worked with some campaigns. I see you as a front runner because people are coming for you. They sure are. And and what they're coming for you on is you don't have experience in education. I don't. And you took your kid out of school because the schools failed your kid and you're fired up about it. And to make change, you found yourself having to literally file papers. I don't know how those are negative things things. How would we get to learn more about you? Do you have a Facebook page? I, I have a, are you on Twitter? I, do you, do you I TikTok? I don't really tweet as much 
No. You have to, do you have a dance? I don't, but I do have a website, laurenforschoolcommittee.com. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, regardless of who you vote for, get out and vote March 29th. The last contested school committee election had 1,400 voters. Let's double that. Let's triple it, right? Mm-hmm. This has been a tough year. So if if you you don't like me, you don't like my opponents, get, write somebody in. But <laughs> let's have everybody in Medfield go out and vote for school committee on March 29th. All right, Lauren. Well, thanks a lot. Good luck to you. Thank um, you, Rick. All right, we had a lot going on today. We had Mario the Man Ippolity and his tips for happiness and his cool new nickname. We had Otis, Mr. OK. Wait, Mike, what was your nickname? I didn't get one. Generic Mike. And we had Lauren Zellweger, Lilia Grin, who is running for Medfield School Committee. And uh, just real quick wrap-up, Rick mentioned during that interview that he has uh, run some other campaigns He didn't go into any detail. However, he has spoken to me about them in the past. These were uh, campaigns that he did for Taco Bell a few years back. One was for the failed French toast Chalupa, and the other was for the Kit Kat Chocoladilla, which you've probably never heard of for good reason. Um, But that is why they call him Mr. Finesse. If you liked what you heard, or maybe you hated it, don't forget to tell a friend. Maybe even subscribe on... Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially if you hated it. Especially if you hated it. Yeah. Please be sure to visit and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Town Scuttlebutt. Uh, on behalf of everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.